In Matthew 17, 20, Jesus said, If you have faith the size of even a mustard seed, you can say to the mountain, move, and it will move. Nothing would be impossible. A true kingdom bringer is not intimidated by that verse. When you fully understand that you carry the same power and authority that Jesus had to heal the sick, to cast out demons, and to raise from the dead, that passage of scripture is not a slap in the face. It's a target to shoot for. And when you believe when Hebrews 11.6 says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, faith is no longer an option for you to choose. It becomes a way of life. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey everybody, welcome to the Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Good to be back with you. We are without Mr. Scott Tilly. He's actually celebrating his wife's birthday today. I had plans to record with him today. He told me he'd be here. And then I got a Facebook notification that it was Cassie's birthday. And so I knew that wasn't going to work out. So I do have an answer to this problem. Uh, Today we're going to be hearing from Chris Hagen. Uh, We're going to learn a little bit about him. But first, the business. Give a big shout out to Building Solutions. They're they're our sponsor. Check them out at bldgsolutions.net. For all your building and construction's needs. I say construction's needs every single time. It's building and construction needs. Check them out at bldgsolutions.net. Also, check us out on Facebook at KB Podcast and email us at thekingdombringers at gmail.com. We would love to interact with you guys. So reach out to us. Check us out on YouTube also. And I just got notification today that we are on Spotify. I can't find it, but supposedly we're on Spotify. I'm excited about that. I'm a big Spotify user. So check us out. YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Podbean, everywhere. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, check us out. The Kingdom Bringer Podcast. Awesome. Chris Hagen, what is up? Man, I am just blessed to be here. I'm excited. Um, When you asked me to join man it's just really an honor you know i have a lot of respect for you and scott and what y'all do so i'm excited to be here today man i appreciate you uh showing up and showing out i needed some help (laughs) i mean i've tried to do this thing by myself and it's just not very easy for me to have a discussion by myself i can understand that i really thought that this would be much easier to do like a solo thing but right I got to have somebody to talk to. You need some feedback every once in a while. I tried to record this one time and 30 minutes of me talking just wasn't working for myself. (laughs) Need a little confirmation going on. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I appreciate you, man. I called you kind of at the last minute and Mm -hmm. uh, I want to learn. I know a little bit of, I don't know you that well, to be honest with you. No. We just kind of have this new relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you go to Will Rhodes Church with Jason Getz. I know your wife and your amazing family. I want to give you an opportunity real quick to kind of tell us who Chris Hagen is real quick. Well, I am from Houston, Texas. I am Houston, Texas. H-Town. Houston, Texas native, man. Love Houston. Um, and growing up, I was a big basketball guy. Played a ton of basketball. Um, actually had a lot of success. Uh, ended up playing professionally overseas for almost five years. And uh, really, really enjoyed it. But 
in doing that, I wasn't living the life that God destined for me to live. Um, success gives you access to some things that you really don't need to be doing. Yeah. And I chose to go down that route and do those things. Um, so God called out to me one day and he basically showed me that he had better for me. And he allowed me to go through some things uh, to learn. And um, when I finally surrendered to him, he completely changed my life. So out of nowhere, in the middle of my career, in the prime of my career, making really good money, uh, I retired from basketball. Wow. And I just gave my life to God. And I said, I'm going to do it your way. And he stripped me down to nothing, I think, to see how serious I was about it. And um, so I had to build my life back again, but it was through Christ this time. And so now, uh, about three, three and a half years later, um, I'm at a point where I'm being completely made new. Yes. Uh, after giving my life to Christ, I met my wife. We got married. We have a baby and we have another one on the way. And now I'm in ministry. And it's just looking back at my life, it's almost unbelievable what God has done. Uh, but I have an appreciation for it that I can I can, really can't even express because yeah, of where good. he's brought me from. So I'm just continuing every day to walk in it, man. Every single day, I'm just going to keep walking in it and letting God mold me into a better person every day. Now, where'd you, where did you meet your wife at? I actually met my wife on Facebook, Whoa. right? So uh, in my walk, um, I started encouraging others. So I wrote a post on Facebook that said, I encourage all of my Facebook friends to strengthen your relationship with God. And over 300 people liked the post. I, back then, I had like 5,000 friends on Facebook. And so 300 people liked it. And I was like, well, man, where all these people come from? You know, I, I usually didn't get that many likes. And so I started scrolling and I saw her. And I mean, God literally just highlighted her to 300 me. liked it. Only one mattered. Man, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> and so I, I looked at it and I, I went to her page and she was doing the same things that I was doing, like promoting Christ yeah. and encouraging people. So I sent her a message saying, you know, it's really good to see someone doing this you know at a young age because you know sometimes you feel like you're alone in that and so we started talking and um like I really liked the conversation I asked her for a number and she told me no and she was <laughs> like you know I don't do that but if God releases me to do that then and that just made me want you know to go even further with Heck her yeah. so yeah, man, we ended up talking for months through Facebook, and then finally one day she got confirmation at church that she, it was okay to give me her phone number, and it's eight months later, dude, we were married. So you guys both lived where? I lived in Texas, but I was in Houston. She was in Beaumont, okay. which is about an hour and a half away. Okay. And so, yeah, I used to make the little trip whenever, you know, we started talking more frequently, yeah. go see her and we'd hang out and we just tried our best to do it the right way. Yeah. And we had some hiccups, but at the end of the day, God graced us because we were trying. Yeah. And um, once we finally figured it out, like, okay, if we do it God's way, it's going to quicken this process. I mean, we were married before you knew it. That's it good. was great. That's awesome. And you've been married for how long now? We've been married for two years now. Two we got years. a 10-month-old son, and we got another one due in December. And I'm excited because I think it's a girl, and I'm yeah. going to get my princess. <laughs> That's awesome, bro. That's awesome. So um, I know you're pretty active still on Facebook yes. and on Instagram. Where can they find you on Instagram? We'll Facebook, just look later. up Chris Hagen uh, I'm in Dodge City, Kansas. And yeah. um, then uh, Instagram, it would be C-H-A-G-A-N-S-101. C-Hagen with an S-101. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, check him out, man. They're, him and his wife, uh, Shantara, are extremely uh, uplifting. Uh, they really have this prophetic ministry. I don't know if they would call it that or not, but they have a way of <laughs> building up and, and, and nurturing the body of Christ. And so 
uh, check them out for a good. They're a good follow. I think that's what you say in the yeah. I think media. that's right. They're <laughs> good a good follow. follow. <laughs> so check them out. Their their son is Totes Adorbs. Man, Totes Adorbs. My guy. That kid is awesome. He's Velcro head, man. He's a blessing. That's so man. good. Jeez. <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, man, me and me and Scotty um, kind of had a topic we were going to discuss today until he blew me off. Um, <laughs> just kidding, Scotty. I love you. And we really wanted to dig into just faith as a whole, um, specifically out of like Hebrews eleven, Hebrews eleven, Hebrews twelve. Um, I'm in a small group and we've been discussing uh, healing and the idea of faith a lot. And uh, these two chapters were very crucial to the, to the teaching, but it's, it's stuff that specifically with healing, man, we can really get hung up on whether or not it's God's will on whether or not, you know, all these different things Mm -hmm. can get in the way of just simple faith. And you are such a man of God that I value and I honor and I appreciate. Thank you. And I knew that this would be a topic that you would have no no problems coming in and just jumping in on because you're a man who lives by faith. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's everything that me and my wife are um, has been based off of our faith. We made sure that that was the foundation um, of our marriage, um, of our family, and even of our personal walk with, with yeah. Christ. So uh, we've been sticking to that. And um, it's really I think everything that we've gone through has kind of shifted us in that direction because we went through some things within our committed walk that we would make you say, well, Lord, why are we going through this? You know, we are trying our best, but where God is taking us requires a certain level of faith. And so he allowed us to go through some things so that our faith, you know, could could be adjusted quite a bit and um and and then things started getting better i didn't prepare you for this but what are what are some of those hang-ups anything there you can share with us oh definitely to man this is we live off the word of our testimonies man yeah. so i'm telling you i got uh we'd be here all day but I'll, yeah. I'll the first thing i'll talk about is um our son so when we decided to have a child we had the child off of faith because everybody around us was telling us that look you don't have enough money you don't have enough resources in order to take care of a child but we said you know we're going to trust God and we know this is honoring him he wants us to be fruitful he wants us to multiply so if we honor him you know by having this child then he's going to provide everything the word says that your seed will never beg for bread you know so we decided to have Aaron and then God spoke to Tara that he wanted us to have the child in Houston, but we were living in Beaumont. We had just both of us lived in Beaumont. So we decided to have the child in Houston, which meant I could no longer work in Beaumont. So now she's not working because she's pregnant. I'm not working because we had to go to Houston to have the baby. And so our finances really struggled. So Aaron was born and we had $3 to our name. We have a newborn baby. Yeah. And so I'm looking at God. I'm like, okay, that doesn't Lord. make natural sense, does it? I'm like, Lord, all right, what's going to happen? So we didn't even have enough money to get back to Beaumont for gas. And so I said, Lord, okay, I know you're going to do it. So I, I told Tara, I said, let's pack our stuff up and let's head back. We may not make it there, but we're just going to believe that something's going to happen. Right before we left my parents, because we we're staying with my parents in Houston, uh, she my mom called me and goes, hey, uh, just come up to the school. I want to see Aaron before you guys leave. And so we went up there to visit her. 
she gives me 30 bucks. Just like, hey, here's just something for the road. Because they, no, they had no idea that we were struggling like that financially. Yeah, and so good. she just gives me $30. So that's enough gas to get home. Yeah. From then, the next three days, we, we ended up getting $7,000. Holy cool. Some of it was from an accident that I had in, in, in a Walmart parking lot. Somebody bumped up my truck. And like it was minimal damage, Praise and, Jesus. and they sent us like four thousand dollars in the mail from the insurance from his insurance company. Yeah, that's good. Uh, another one was uh, my wife's grandmother. She had was planning on giving us money, but never could. And she was like, "Oh, I finally got what I wanted, and so I wanted to bless y'all." You know, so things like that start happening. Then after the seven thousand came in, I get a call from Dodge City Community College saying that they had an open position for a basketball coach, wow. and I received the job. So. Wow. I mean, it's just back to back to back to back. And it was just God saying, listen, you never have to worry. And it just enhanced our faith to a point where, you know, and I gave the testimony in church. We celebrate now whenever we go through things because what's coming is going to be amazing. Yeah, that's so good, man. That's so good. No, I'm glad that you're a guy. One thing that's really cool about about Chris Hagen, y'all, is he is just such a man of God. Like he's un shakable and I haven't been around him too much but I've been with him even I've even seen him handle conflict and I see the dude sit there in the middle of conflict and he he spits the truth <laughs> of the gospel amen and he stands there and he's not he's not saying it like he's reciting a bible verse he's he's speaking the gospel as if it's who he's become amen and so talk to me just a, a little bit man about you um standing firm with this stuff because it's not easy to, I mean, the enemy wants to knock you off that mm-hmm. track of like standing firm as a, as a kingdom dude. Right. Yeah. How do you, how do you Chris Hagen stand firm in that? Well, one thing that I make sure that I do, and we've talked about this is just clinging to the spirit of God, making that personal time with God, because you know, the, the word says that he's the way, the truth. So when we cling to him, we can't be deceived because he's the truth. So when the enemy throws lies at you, He's exposed because just like light overcomes darkness, the truth will overcome lies. So, so whenever those lies are thrown at me and the enemy tries to use people to attack me, I'm able to discern it. Right. And because a lot of times people are being attacked by the enemy, but they don't know. They just feel attacked and they're like, I'm getting angry. I'm getting frustrated and they don't know what's going on. But when you're able to say that's the enemy, that's not God, then you're able to adequately protect yourself from what's going on. So um, it it all comes from relationship. You know, I'm a big relationship guy. You have to have a relationship with Christ because in that relationship, he can change you. He can mold you. He can direct you. He can give you patience, all of those kind of things. And um, it's really helped me. It's really changed kind of my perspective on things like conflict and things like that i don't get angry you know because i can lean on the word and what does the word say we don't wrestle with flesh and blood (laughs) right so why would i get angry at a person that just may be under the influence a little bit right now but i can pray for them i can be patient with them in the same way that god was patient with me that's good that's good i wanted to uh when we're talking about faith, I, I want to get into the healing part of it. I, mm-hmm. You and I haven't really talked about that much as far as physical healing. No. So no. it isn't like this is going to be something we've been fresh with. But um, there's a there's the verse in the Bible about being in the world but not of it. Amen. And I feel like that's, that's you, bro. Like I feel oh, like wow. that you reek of that verse, you know. Yeah. 
Um, talk to me a little bit about that, about what that means to you, about being in the world, but not of the world. To me, when I think about that, I think about not being conformed and understanding that things are this way. Okay. The Bible talks about the enemy being the prince of this world. Okay. But we have to also remember that he is the king of kings. So he's the one that gets the last say. He's the creator. He's the, you know, the end all. He's the one that that really, really matters. And we're going to see a lot of things that go on on this earth that are not okay. Yeah. But in understanding that they're going to happen doesn't mean that we should join in with them happening. So God is using us. He wants all of us to be active representatives for him. He wants all of us to go out and say, listen, I see what's going on, but I'm not okay with what's going on. And you have to know that there's better than what's going on. And if we don't speak up, if we don't go out and say, Hey, this is, this is not okay. You know, there's a better life for you. Then what is our purpose here? That's good. We're meant to love our brothers as we love ourselves. Well, if you want better for yourself, then that means you have to want better for someone else as well. That's really good. So that's what comes to me when thinking about not not being of the world, but being in the world, yeah. saying, I am not okay with this. I'll love you through it. Yeah. But you're going to know that there's better for you. That's good. That's good. I think that's important for us to know what is uh, the foundational truth that God is good. Yeah. Right? And so if we can distinguish... Like once we have that settled and like cemented in our hearts that mm-hmm. God is good, then we can see things that don't belong. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We can see things that don't belong in mm-hmm. the kingdom. Once we know, like, cause man, I've, you know, I've, I've been in circles where people, you know, make comments of like, God's just testing me with this cancer or whatever. And man, I, I can't swallow that. Yeah, you know, that's God tough, is man. good. And I know for a mm. fact, I know deep inside my heart that he's not a God who's okay with cancer. No. You know, he's no. not okay with cancer. No. And so I want to go to Hebrews 11 real quick, and I want to just talk. I'm not going to read it, but I'm, I'm, I'm believing that uh, you listeners have your Bibles out. Um, hold them accountable. Hold. I'm going to hold you guys accountable, so <laughs> email us and tell us that you did it, I guess. That's thekingdombringers at gmail.com. <laughs> um and maybe I'll let you talk a little bit more about this, Chris, but mm-hmm. in, in Hebrews 11 specifically, he's outlining the importance of faith to God. Yes. Right. He actually says that it's impossible to please God without My it. favorite scripture. Right? Yes. Yeah. It's impossible to please God without it. And mm. I think, I think all of us as believers would want to live a life that's pleasing to God. Yes. But I believe also that there's those same people are so afraid to take that step of faith in their life. Man, I always try to get people to understand that we're meant not to live a life of decisions, but to live a life of faith. And sometimes people put decisions over faith. It's like, well, if I don't do the right thing, if I don't say the right thing, if I don't go the right place, then I'm in trouble. Yeah. But God honors faith more than he honors decisions. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like I would rather make the wrong decision in faith than make the right decision in fear. It's good. Because if I make the right decision because I'm afraid, that's good. Then I'm still not pleasing God because there's no faith attached to that. Yeah. Fear and worry is the opposite of faith. So being able to put faith in the forefront of everything that you do will allow you to live a life of peace because you know that now you're pleasing God, which means you're covered by God and he's going to be happy with you regardless if you make the wrong decision. But because of your faith, he's going to protect you in that. 
I've made wrong decisions. We came to Dodge City. I was going to live in Mullenville because I didn't think there was anything here. Yeah. And we went to Mullenville and it was the wrong decision, but I was like, babe, it's going to be okay. Yeah. The day before we closed on the house, my boss calls me and says, you know, I don't know if it's a great idea for you to be in Mullenville because it, it may snow and you may get trapped and not, not be able to get there. God gave him all the wisdom that I needed to yeah. know that that wasn't a good decision. That's good. But he covered me because even though I was making the wrong decision, I was believing that he was going to be there for me regardless. So it's a, it's a big deal, man. That's good. I love, I love in this chapter where he kind of outlines, like I call them the all stars of faith. Yeah. You know, he he talks about Enoch. He talks about Noah. He talks about Moses. He talks about Abraham. And then what you'll read in chapter 12 Starts off with, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. So he's talking about 12. He's talking about this this cloud of witnesses. And in 11, he just ran through this all-star list yeah. of of dudes. And this, this wasn't just for the sake of telling stories. This was for the sake of these guys have been here. Mm-hmm. They did it. That's what it looks like. These yeah. are like the grandfathers of faith, man, that are looking down right now. Testimonies, and man. I've said this for a long time, but I believe God desires our faith to increase more than anything. Yes. Like really more than anything, Mm -hmm. you know, more than blessings, more than being free from sickness, more Mm -hmm. than having all kinds of money or being financially free. He desires that our faith increase. Because your faith justifies you. There you go. Right? That's that's what justifies us. That's what shows our true love for Christ. If you don't believe in if you don't if you don't have faith in in Christ then you you don't really believe in him. You don't really love him, yeah. right? Cuz when you know him and you love him, you know who he is, you're going to believe. You you're going to know that you have no reason to worry. And so it's it's so important, man. Yeah, that's good. And when you when you go through this list of people, man, they're only in this chapter because they had humongous faith. Yeah. Like that's what they're known for. I'd love to have been in that chapter. Yeah. Well, and I actually had this thought. I was talking to my wife. I'm like, man, if, if I was in this book and if I was in that chapter, what would it say? Wow. Abraham was a man of faith because we know, right? He was a hundred years old. Mm -hmm. God told him he was going to have a kid and he had faith. He was going to have a kid at a hundred years old. Yeah. He actually said, you're going to be the father of as many pieces of sand in the sea and as many stars in the sky he's a hundred years old and doesn't have one kid wow. you know that's the kind of faith that we're following up like those are the kind of and not only are we like it isn't like a huge pressure to follow this guy god's actually saying i give you permission yes to step in his shoes and follow that kind of faith oh wow. you know and then we we know about moses and we know about noah you know i i think of many of us have seen like evan almighty you know, the yeah. movie. And I think it's cool to just have that picture of Noah, like just blindly building this ark when it's mm-hmm. never seen rain. <laughs> you know? It's crazy, man. Dude spent forever doing this <laughs> and gets, I'm sure, just verbally assaulted every single day. Imagine doing that today. Oh, dude. There'd be picket <laughs> signs. There'd be, the, well, just like Evan Almighty, right? Yeah. The oh, yeah. News, yeah. news program showing up, making fun of you on a regular yeah, basis. Mocking. It's crazy. Man. And I, Again, what he's saying here is that's the kind of faith that we expect you to live. You know, mm-hmm. now that there is a, a crowd of witnesses, now that these guys have been there, done that, they're actually cheering you on to live wow. that that kind of faith. And so I want I want to press in just a little bit in regards to healing, 
I don't know what kind of uh, experience you've had with um, manifestation of healing or, or faith healing or anything like that. Um, it's something that I'm I'm wanting to press into. Okay. The Lord's kind of um, He's He's grown me a little bit as far as words of knowledge for healing and, and seeing things go. A quick testimony: uh, We had a uh, church a couple weeks ago. Um, I just really felt it impress on my on my spirit that the Lord wanted to call out a couple things, and one of them was the right side, like the lower back right side, and one of them was right eye. And so I called these things out in the front, and a couple people came forward and got to lay hands on them and pray for them. And I had a cool testimony about the right eye. Um, uh, a good friend of mine actually came forward, and she said that the doctors had just diagnosed her with having an ulcer in her eye, in her right eye. Wow. And so I got to lay hands on her and, and pray for that thing. I just found out yesterday that she went back to the doctor the Wednesday after that, and the doctor said the ulcer's gone. Praise God. And so that's one of those things, man, that just, that does nothing but build my faith. Yeah. You know? It <laughs> How in, can it not, though? It like, increases. Man. And so we talk about we overcome by the what? The word of our testimony. The word of our testimony, mm-hmm. bro. Like the blood's been shed. Yes. Right? The blood of the lamb's there. That's there forever. Mm-hmm. But you, you tack on the word of your testimony, and people become overcomers because of that. Amen. You know? Amen. We and actually so that's, had, we had a kid. Uh, I don't know if you heard about the kid um, in our Bible study that we do at the college. No, I didn't. Man, this kid had kidney a kidney disease. And so we had been, he had been coming to the Bible study. You know, we never pressured them to come to church. We just say, hey, you know, it's available. We'll come pick you up. We'll do whatever we need to do. And remember, they all started coming. And so he found out he had a kidney disease. Cause he was taking some protein, wasn't drinking enough water, all this kind of stuff. And so they told him he couldn't play football, you know, for a long time. And he had some schools that were coming to watch him. And, you know, he, he was extremely disappointed. It's his life, man. Yes. So in the midst of that, he found out that <clears throat> I mean, he realized that he needs to get baptized because he was like, okay, right now is the best time to show that I really love Christ yeah. because I'm going through something, you know, so Lord, I'm going to praise you in the midst of this struggle. So he decides to get, get baptized. He gets baptized on a Sunday, literally two days later, I get a call from the kid and he says, man, I went to the doctor and there's no kidney failure there. Whoa. Everything. I mean, no kidney disease. It's completely gone. And they said that he was eligible to play again within the next two days. Wow. So he goes from being out probably for months to in two days, he's back on the field. He got back on the field, I think on a a Thursday, that next Monday, there were schools coming to watch him. And so they were still able to come. And that kid was the one who just gave the testimony about getting an offer from Middle Tennessee. Oh, wow. Awesome. It's unbelievable, man. That Stuff like that, when you hear that and you Mm -hmm. see the power of God manifest, I mean, it just drives me crazy. Like, I can't even yeah. hold it in, man. It's just yeah. awesome. That's so good. And so what happened there was he came forward for prayer, correct? Yes. Yeah. So he actually asked for prayer. Mm-hmm. Like the word says, right? Yep. All who are sick, come forward and get prayer. Amen. And so it's about the faith of the one praying, man. Yes. You know, this book outlines the, the, the perfect example for faith. It says if you have a little bit of faith, you will say to the mountain move mm-hmm. and it will move. So what's evidence of the faith there? The evidence of the faith is Speaking the mountain moves. Yep. The mountain moves. Mm-hmm. If that mountain doesn't move, is it God's fault? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. But we no, do no. that. 
We wow. do that. You know, we put all That's this, big, all man. this stuff, dude, it's the blood of the lamb that was mm-hmm. already shed yeah. and the word of our testimony. I've come to the realization, man, in my Christian walk that I have been given permission to step in line with Jesus's footsteps. Authority of Christ. I've been given that authority. I've been given that power. I've been given that dominion mm. and I don't have it all figured out <laughs> and my faith is not perfect. I want my faith to become perfected. Amen. That only happens, man. You, you're an athlete, bro. Yeah. You know what that looks like. Yeah. You are you the perfect athlete? No. You no, but you have to wake it. up and what? Work it out. Work at it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's that look like for you being an athlete, man? And you've, you you didn't play in the league. No. But you played overseas. You played professionally. Mm-hmm. You took this, and this was a career for you. Yeah. So you understand the athletic sport side of this thing. Talk about that in relation to like faith. And I actually have like. a testimony that is directly applied to that, yes, which go. is awesome. Okay, so I retired in 2015. That was my last year playing. How old were you when you retired? I was 24, wow. 25. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I get a phone call. This was before I came here. This was, I was just in, in Beaumont working out. Me and Tara had been married for a little while. And, um, so I get a call from a coach that I used to play for, right? This coach is my boss now. Okay. He says, Hey man, you know, are you still playing? I go, no, I haven't played in a couple of years. He's like, okay, well we need a point guard. Uh, he was a professional coach. And so he said, we need a point guard. Our point guard got injured and we don't have one. I said, coach, I ain't played basketball in two years, man. Like I'm out of shape and you know, so I told him, no, shut him down. I get off the phone, I go to my wife and I told her what happened. And she goes, babe, maybe you should do that. I'm like, listen, I'm not going to make a fool of myself. I ended my career on a good note. I'm not about to go over there and be out of shape. And people be like, man, he's terrible. She said, well, I think it's just a good opportunity for you to just trust God. I mean, you believe him for everything else. Why can't you believe him to just give you the gift that you need to go and play well? They're offering you a good amount of money. I mean, just trust him. So I go, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. So I call him back. I say, hey, man, you know, if you still want me to come out, I'll come out. And he's like, are you sure? I said, yeah, you know, I don't have to play a lot, but if I can spare you some minutes here and there and help you out. So I go out there. Long story short, I end up starting. <laughs> we go to the finals. Wow. We get a game away from winning the championship wow. and we lost. But even in that, us losing caused him to seek another position as a coach. And he hired me. There you go. <laughs> he there called go. me and hired me. So me taking that leap of faith, yeah. saying, you know, God, I, I need you to restore my body. I mean, I played well. And yeah. I had no business on the court with professional athletes. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I would just pray and I'd go out and I had all the energy that I needed to play. Yeah. And then in that faith, he created another job opportunity for me to to provide for my That's family. That's so good. Yeah, so when you when you stepped onto that court, man, thinking you were out of shape, yeah. thinking that you couldn't be to your full potential, you had, I'm guessing you had a goal in mind, though, Definitely. correct? Definitely, yes. Like, you had a goal and a prize. Paul talks about this, you know, keep your eyes fixed on the prize, right? Yes, 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 yes. Our, when it comes to faith, bro, our, our prize is Jesus. Amen. Our prize is Jesus. Amen. So, what's it look like when we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, like... The Bible actually says that we become more like him. We actually look more like him yeah. as we face him without veils in front of our face. Right? Mm. 
Scotty and I talked about that a couple of weeks ago, but it's, it never changed. The story of Jesus never changes, man. And I want, I want to get to the place where I know who I am in the kingdom. I know who Jesus was in the kingdom and it's the, it's the same. Like God laid out this path for Jesus. He straightened his, his path and it's the same path that we're, it's the same path that we're on. Yeah. Like we're walking the same path that Jesus walked on this planet. And if I can, if I can't, I cannot honestly picture Jesus walking into a room with sickness and him praying for someone and that sickness not going. I can't picture that. Wow. I can't picture the sickness not leaving. No. So if I can't picture that, I need to see the same thing for myself. It's it's based on your faith. Though. It's the same authority and the same power. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand the, the, the process of that. Because when you receive Jesus and when his spirit comes in you, that's when you're able to walk in the authority of Christ. But you have to first believe that his spirit rests internally inside of you. And once you understand that, then it gives you the confidence because Jesus isn't subconscious about his own spirit. There you go. Like he knows that his spirit is legit. There you go. It's the real deal, you know. And when you receive that spirit, you get that same confidence to. And you know, you talk about you know me, you know, saying the word and and, and yeah. even in the midst of conflict and things like that, yeah. because I I feel confident, but it's not by my might or powers, by his spirit. Yes. And his spirit allows me to say, you know what? I know this is right. It's good. I know this is the truth. And even in sickness, like I know this is gonna work. Yeah. You know, and it it's all by his spirit, man. That's good. That's good. How do you, um, I think we can both agree that you, you would admit that your faith has not arrived. Like you haven't arrived yet. No. Like the full potential of Chris Hagen and what God has for Chris on this planet is not there. What do you do, man? Every single day, you know, I know what Jesus did. Mm -hmm. I know Jesus got alone with the father. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. He actually separated himself from people and from fleshly things. Yeah. Resisted a lot of probably ministry opportunities, right? Yeah, for sure. To do this. What does Chris Hagen do to build up that faith, knowing that he has not arrived yet, like yeah. to the full potential? Well, it's a, it's a humble mindset and that's my biggest thing. And we talked about this a little bit the other day, but my biggest thing is when I get in front of the father, it's in the most humble state that I could possibly be in. I am nothing without you. I'm literally nothing without you. And he honors that. And so he gives me his spirit because he knows how much I appreciate it. And that's just what I believe. So every day there is time set aside with me and my wife to just spend time with him and to cling to him. Because if you don't spend time with him, then you don't really believe in him because you don't see the value in him. And anything that you see the value in, you're going to participate in. You're going to be a part of it. Whether it's a store, whether it's a movie, you're going to go because you see the value in it. And I go to God because I see the value in him changing my life. That's so good. So every day that time is set aside. Now, what that does is that changes the desires of my heart because he gives you the desires of your heart, but only when they align with his will. That's good. So I go to him. I get my desires changed. 
And then he gives me those desires. And so now I don't want to do certain stuff. I don't want to say certain things. I don't want to go certain places. And he's purifying me daily. But only if I remain in a humble state of mind. If I ever feel like, oh, I'm done. I got enough faith. I got enough of everything that I need. Then he'll say, you're not appreciating me because you think that I'm limited. You think there's a limited amount of me and like what you got is enough when there isn't a limit of what I can give you and you won't be perfected until I come back. So you keep seeking me, keep letting me change you, keep letting me mold you. And then when I come back, I'll perfect you and then you can come up with me. That'll preach. I love it, man. That'll preach. (laughs) Okay. We got, we got a few minutes left, a couple minutes left. This flies by every, every single time, man. We didn't really get into everything I wanted to get into, but this is how it rolls. (laughs) Chris Hagan. As an assistant, you're an assistant basketball coach, right? Yes. At the JUCO for the men. Mm-hmm. What does this look like in that setting for you? How do you how do you take this stuff that is rooted inside of who you are is mm-hmm. is actually who you are? Yeah. How does that translate to your work environment at the uh, junior college at Dodge City Community College? Um, just knowing that. I don't have to conform to do a good job. There's a lot of things that comes with basketball and uh, I love my work setting. I love the people that I work with, uh, but everybody, and this is just a fact of the matter. Everybody does not live a committed life to Christ. It's just a fact. And so there are things that take place that sometimes you feel like, okay, well, if I don't join in with that, I'm not going to fit in or I'm going to seem like I'm unqualified. And so I try my best to make sure that I keep order in my life, my family, you know, my, my ministry, you know, keeping that as far as like my purpose and what I'm meant to do with life, keeping that in the forefront. Because if I get to a point where one of my players needs help in a ministry opportunity, but I'm like, no, I'm just going to keep this strictly basketball. Then I'm messing up the order that God set for my life. Yeah, that's good. And then I could basically abandon myself, Yeah, you know? Good. And so, just making sure that making sure that I trust God, that if I keep that order, he'll make everything okay as far as me doing my job adequately. And it's worked out great. I mean, with Jason, uh, Jason gets joining the team, uh, the pastor at World Roads. He joined on as a as a volunteer assistant and having another voice there to kind of support how I feel about that has been awesome. And that's to me, that's just God protecting me in that environment saying, I'm going to give you everything that you need to be who I called you to be as well as do a good enough job to provide for your family. That's so good, man. That's so good. And I do want to, we talked before that the plan was actually to have Chris and his wife, Tara, both on here. And we're going to do that sometime because I want to talk to you more about, this calling you've talked about ministry and being called to the ministry. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to address that and talk about that a little bit. Um, and really what the kingdom looks like in your guys's home as a couple. It's a beautiful thing watching man. you guys. First of all, you, Give me you shivers, the, the love that you have for your wife and for your kids is not just something that is a Facebook act. It's a, it's a real deal thing. And Praise God. I, I just honor that relationship, bro. And I'm excited to, to have you guys both in here sometime soon we're going to make that happen awesome man i just wanted to you mind praying us out yeah is that cool yeah that's just give us just just pray bro we're we're believing in uh increase of faith for this for this audience for sure lord i just thank you so much for the opportunity that you have given us to minister your word but to encourage your people 
Without faith, it's impossible to please you, God. And I just ask that you bless every person that is listening right now to understand and grasp that concept so that you can drastically move in their lives. Well, you are the king of kings. You are the creator of all of us, Lord, and you created us to believe in you. And as we believe your spirit is going to pour out and it's going to consume us and you are going to change us into people that we may not even recognize, but you will recognize us on the day when it matters the most. You will recognize us and you will call us home to live with you forever. Lord, I ask that you bless anyone that is struggling with something right now in their lives, struggling to believe. But your word says that we're not meant to really fight all of these battles, but we're meant to fight the fight of faith. The fight to believe that you are a God that will never leave us. You'll never forsake us. A God that has not given us the spirit of fear. Lord, perfect love casts out fear. So we just rebuke fear right now in the name of Jesus. And we just receive your comfort. We receive your peace. We receive your joy. And as we go forward, Lord, just give us the strength to count it all joy, not just when things are good, but when things are bad, because you know the plans that you have for us. You know every plan that you have made for our lives, God, and you do not make mistakes. You can do anything but fail. So we worship you for that on today. We worship your perfection. We worship your perfect plan, God. And we just thank you for having your hand placed over our lives, Lord. Touch anyone that's dealing with sickness on today, anyone that's dealing with sickness of a family member, God. Lord, help us not to trust in the results that we want, not to say, Lord, I'm going to believe in you only if you heal this person. I'm believing that you can, but I'm believing in your plan. And I'm believing in your covering that you have over me and over my family. And whether things work out the way that I want to or not, I can trust you. I can love you. And I can believe in you. I thank you for your godly perspective, just overcoming our minds, giving us the wisdom that we need to go forth through any trial, through any circumstance. We believe in you, Father. And we just receive more of you on today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, man, I want to also give a quick uh, announcement. I didn't make this earlier. I meant to. On July 8th, uh, we're going to be a part of a worship prayer prophecy night. Uh, man, we're calling this thing The Waiting. And it's uh, All right. we're expecting Holy Spirit to show up. And uh, Chris's wife, Tara, is actually going to be, I don't know if Chris knows this or not. Chris, I just found out yesterday. Chris's wife Tara is going to be uh, sharing her her vocal talents with our with Amen. our worship team. So we're excited about that. We're going to have more information on that on our Facebook page. Uh, again, check it out at KB Podcast. We'll be updating that, putting some uh, graphics up there in regards to the event. Have a Facebook event coming up soon too. So, man, Chris, thanks again, bro, for hanging out. Thanks Thank for doing this at the so last minute. Thank you so much for having me, man. And uh, until next time, everybody listening. Be blessed.